Hi family, and welcome to Word Alive, where we are living through God's Word daily. My name is Pastor Brenda, and I'm so glad to have you back listening to Word Alive. I believe that there are great things that are going to come out of today's episode, and I'm so excited about what God is about to do. Before we start, I wanted to continue to encourage everyone who follows Word Alive on Facebook and on Instagram to continue to send your DMs and messages. There are so many messages that came into us in regards to the last episodes on healing and the last series on healing. Many of you gave feedback, many of you gave um, suggestions, and it was amazing. It was awesome. And we are taking those and ensuring that those suggestions and that feedback that came back is going to be put right back into Word Alive to continue to enhance the great things that we want to do for all of you. So please continue to do that. And if you have your phone right now, if you have your laptop, go on to Facebook and type Word Alive. Go on to Instagram and type underscore Word Alive and you will be able to connect with us, send us a message, give us feedback. We love everything that you are sending and we cannot do without you. So we want to encourage you to do that. And we are going to continue in our new episode for today. So before we go straight into this episode, I want to say a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you for allowing us to come on Word Alive to hear the Word of God. We pray that as we hear the Word, let it transform our hearts, let it renew our minds, and let us never be the same. We pray that today your Holy Spirit will be in the midst as this Word is shared. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, thank you for listening to Word Alive, where we are living through God's Word daily. And I am so excited, honestly excited for today's episode. It is going to be a series and I've entitled it Life Lessons. For the last couple of weeks, I've been getting some feedback from my pastor alongside the team and alongside a couple of other people from the church. And he's just been downloading wisdom. He's been downloading knowledge about life, experiences about life. And I've been getting a lot out of it. And a lot of things that he has said has resonated with me and many of the other people that are around him. And it's so amazing, I believe, to have someone who has gone ahead of you in certain areas and certain aspects of life to share information with you, to advise you, to give you counsel, to give you feedback. And I think that we all need that. And I want to encourage anyone who's listening to Word of Life today that if you have people or a person that is able to share experiences, that is able to share share wisdom or shed a wealth of wisdom about life to you, listen to it, take it, be encouraged by it. Because through that, there are so many things that you'll be able to learn. There are so many things that you'll be able to understand and it is just amazing to have such people so definitely this series is inspired by my pastor but the holy spirit did download a lot of things to what he said and i believe that uh, through us going through the word and through us learning about life through the word we are going to be transformed and one thing i would definitely say to all those who are listening today is that life can be taught or a lot of things in life can be taught through experiences but not everything you have to experience it's not every experience that you have to go through some things you can learn about through the word of god and through counsel 
through others' experiences. You don't necessarily have to go through it to learn from it. You can be on the outside looking in, receiving the wisdom, receiving the counsel, receiving advice and receiving knowledge and learn from it and apply it to your life. And through your application, through your understanding of that advice given to you, there are a lot of things that you can avoid. And that's one thing definitely my pastor has always said. He always says that you can always look to someone or look at what a person is experiencing in their life. Take that and advise yourself. You may not have been there. You may be going in that direction. You may have been in that direction or you may one day find yourself there. You never know. But one thing you can do is you can look to that and advise yourself in the best way possible and according to the word of God. So today we're going to go straight into life lessons and I've entitled today's topic self-growth because if there's anything that is so important in life, it's growth. We cannot thrive, we cannot continue in an ever-changing world, in an ever-changing environment, in ever-changing relationships, in ever-changing businesses without growing, without enhancing. You know, we cannot be the same. We cannot expect to go on from year to year to year without self-growth, without challenging ourselves. And there is one thing that I definitely have understood about self-growth, and that's for many people, even for myself, I've found challenges in self-growth because self-growth requires for you to change. And one of the most difficult things for any individual to do is to change because it requires you to step out of your norm. It requires you to step out of patterns of thinking. It requires you to let go of some things. It requires you, you know, to die to some things. And because of that reason, self-growth becomes very, very difficult for many people. But I know that through God's grace, through God's power, and through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, we are able to achieve self-growth in our lives. And I'm praying that through these life lessons and through these teachings, that will be available to us. So we're going to start off today in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is written by Solomon. And if you know anything about Solomon, God spoke with Solomon and asked Solomon what he would require or what he would like. And Solomon did not ask for anything else, but he asked the Lord for wisdom. So Solomon is the writer of Proverbs. Solomon is the writer of Ecclesiastes and also as well Song of Solomon. And there's so much wisdom in those books. If you have the chance, go ahead and read it. You're going to gain a wealth of knowledge in there. And there's so many things you can learn about life. But today... We are starting off in Proverbs 16, verses 21. And I'm going to read it, and it says, Proverbs 16, 21 says, A wise, mature person is known for his understanding. The more pleasant his words, the more persuasive he is. I'm going to read that again. It says, A wise, mature person is known for his understanding. Let's stop right there. A wise and mature person is known for his understanding. When we look to those who we deem as mature, when we look to those who we deem as wise, we can evidently tell that one of the characteristics that they carry is that they are people or a person of understanding. In order for us to grow, in order for us to be in a place of maturity, we need to become people who have understanding, who are understanding people, people who people can come to, people who people can speak to, who will listen and have an understanding 
who will um, you know, have patience to understand situations, to understand circumstances, to hear people out. And one of the things I will mention is that from growing and from understanding and from gaining experience, and I believe even in my myself, what the Lord has been teaching me is that having understanding doesn't mean that you necessarily have to agree with what you're being told or what you are hearing from someone, but it definitely means that you are willing to listen. A mature person, as the Bible says in Proverbs 16, 21, a wise person is known for his understanding, is a person who's willing to listen, a person to hear, willing to hear people out, to understand the other end of the of the spectrum, to understand the other end of the, the spectrum, to give heed to understanding and not to seek not to understand but the person who is wise and mature is known for his understanding and the second portion of this verse says the more pleasant his words the more persuasive he is another sign of a person who is walking in self-growth is a person who has seasoned their speech who has seasoned the way they talk and that's a whole nother series and that's something that the Lord, I believe, is still working on us, many of us with. But this is a person who is pleasant with their words. They're able to season their speech in such a way that when they speak to be people, they are so persuasive. People automatically follow and agree with them because they have a way with their words. They have seasoned it. They apply wisdom to their words. And so this is definitely another pointer of self-growth. So Proverbs 16, 21, one point is that a wise and mature person is known for his understanding. And the other point is that a mature person is also seasoned with their words. And because they're seasoned with their words, they're able to win people over. These are key elements to self-growth, to people who are walking in self-growth. And I want to show you another scripture as we go down in this same chapter. It's in verse 32, Proverbs 16, 32. And I read, it says, It is better to be patient than powerful. It is better to win control over yourself than over whole cities. This is such a powerful verse. It says, it is better to be patient than powerful. And you know, patience is a virtue. Patience comes out of the fruits of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians chapter 5, it talks about long-suffering it talks about the the ability to be patient the ability to wait on God and we can see so many times in scriptures that there are so many men and women of God that waited on God that exhibited patience and that they were greatly rewarded so another sign that you're growing that you have self-growth is that you don't rush you're not in a hasty rush especially as a child of God. You're not hasty on any decisions. You don't run to things or run to people or run to certain places for solution, but you are able to be patient because the Bible said it is better to be patient than it is to be powerful. A lot of us deem that we are powerful, but I tell you that some of the most powerful people in the world are the people who are able to be patient, are the people who are able to exhibit patience, the virtue of patience. It's so powerful. And the, the second portion of this verse says, it is better to win control over yourself than over cities. Some versions say then, it is better to have self-control over yourself 
or it is better to have self-control than to have control or reign over cities. And what this scripture is just telling us in short terms is that we must have self-control. When we have self-control, we show that we are able to master our thoughts, master our emotions, master our worries, master things that would in other terms take us out of ourselves and out of our character. And the revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me about self-control is that you don't have the ability just by yourself to master your flesh. You need the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit leads you, when the Spirit of God leads you, leads you, you are able to have self-control. You are able to master your flesh. And there's such a powerful scripture in the book of Genesis where God is speaking to Cain and he says, Cain, sin is crouching at your door to have you, but you must master it. God was speaking to Cain in regards to his brother Abel. And he was letting him know that I see that you want to rid of Abel. I see that you want to attack him. I see that you want to commit crime. I see that you want to commit sin. But what I'm telling you is that you have to master it. And that's the same thing that the scripture is telling us in Proverbs 16:32, that we have to be able to master and have self-control over our actions, over our emotions, over our thoughts. It is such a difficult thing to do, but through the grace of God and through the word and through the renewing of our minds through the word of God, we are able to have self-control. And when we have self-control, we have authority. When we lose self-control, the enemy has authority. Because when we have self-control, we're walking in the will of God. We're walking in the word of God. We're walking in the will of the spirit. But when we lose that self-control, the moment we lose it, now the enemy has a way to manipulate, to convince us, to sway us, to do what he pleases. And before we know it, we've caused destruction. So this is another key point of self-growth. Two things, patience, self-control. These are key pointers in self-growth. And these are things that we should desire for. These are things that we should pray over. These are things that we should seek God for. And when we do that, the change becomes evident. People on the outside look at us and know that we have changed, know that we've been transformed. And so these are very key. I want to move on into the next chapter in Proverbs 17. And when we keep going in Proverbs 17, it talks about the wise action. And I'm going to go into verses 24, Proverbs 17, 24. I have two more pointers for you. As this is a very short introduction to the new series. Because there's so much more that we have to share. But I want to just keep it short and sweet. Proverbs 17, 24 says, An intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off in many directions. A person who has wisdom, who's walking in self-growth, will seek to plan, think, and then act. And they will focus on one thing. But according to the scripture in verses 24, it says, but a fool starts off in many directions. A person who is not stable, a person who is not wanting to walk or desiring to walk in self-growth growth, will move in many directions. They will juggle many things 
They will go left. They will go right. They will go center. They will not be direct in an action or in a direction in which they will desire to go in. But you see, when we are walking in self-growth or when we are desiring to aim and to be led in self-growth, what we are doing is that we decide to think before we take an action because we want to think about the repercussions. We want to think about the aftermath. We want to think about gains and losses. We want to think about who it affects around us. This is a definite, definite, definite pointer of self-growth. That is the ability to think, to plan, and then to act out and not to just be all over the place. In order for us to be walking in maturity and walking in self-growth as people of God, we need to be able to sit down, think, plan, and then take action. And when we do this, according to the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, 24, we will be considered as intelligent and wise. So this is definitely something that is very important. This is definitely something that is very important. Because otherwise, what happens is that we begin to walk into so many directions. That's why you have people, sometimes even friends, colleagues, family members, loved ones, cousins, aunties, distant family members that have so many things that they're doing. They're walking in so many directions. They're walking in other people's shoes. They're walking in other people's careers. They're walking in other people's giftings. They're just doing everything without even consulting God or without taking the time to meditate, to think and plan. What is it really or which direction really should I be going in? Because they are not walking or aspiring to be that person who is growing, they're just doing anything at any time. But God wants us specifically to really focus. God's desire overall is for us to be successful. God's desire overall is for us to prosper. God's desire overall is for us to be seen as the light, for other people to look at us and say, wow, that is amazing. That person, surely they must walk with God. Look at how they carry themselves. Look at how they're able to be so decisive. Look at how they're so sound in mind and sound in decisions. This is God's desire for us. And that's why he's bringing all these things out of his word for us to understand about life and about self-growth. And we can grow if we commit to doing so. So that's a definitely another point. Choose wisely in decision-making. Think and plan before you act. Choose wisely in decision-making. Think and plan before you act. Proverbs 17 verses 24. When you do this, when you think and plan before you act and you choose a wise decision, you will see there will be more fruit for you to harvest in your life, in your relationships, in your businesses, in choices that you will make. So this is another key, Proverbs 17, 24. And last scripture and verse, which I love, I think you're going to love it too, Proverbs 17, 27. It says, those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. People who stay calm have real insight. Those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. I'm going to start from there. This is a whole nother, a whole nother series by itself, which I'm going to touch on. But I want to just touch on this quickly today. It says, those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. 
and the revelation that I receive from this text, from this half of this text, or the, the starter por uh, portion of this text, is that confidence is quiet. Confidence is not loud. Not everyone has to know what we have. Not everyone has to know what we can do. Not everyone has to know what we have done. It says, those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. So when we are confident with who we are, with who God has called us to be, with what he has given us, the gifts he has given us, the capabilities he has given us, the intelligence, the wisdom, the knowledge, the insight he has given us, when we are confident in that and we know whom has called us, what he has given us, who we are in him, when we have all of these in our mind, we don't have to say much and explain to anyone what we have and what we carry. Because eventually we know the one who called us will exhibit it and display it for them to see and they'll be able to tell. So this is what Proverbs is saying. Those of us who want to grow in self, this is another key pointer that we can look at. Confidence is quiet. We are sure because we know who called us. We are sure because we know who we belong to. So those who are sure of themselves do not talk all the time. And that even goes to sometimes we get into things with people where we want to explain ourselves, you know, especially for those of us who desire for people to love us, desire for people to want to include us, desire for people to have a good word over us or have a good view of us, you know. And this is something that I'm learning even in, in, in my faith walk. I'm learning that not everyone is going to have a good view or a good perception of who you are. And that is okay. You do not need to explain or talk. Because what happens is a lot of times the more that you talk, the more that people build up and think that what you're saying you're not certain of what you're saying but sometimes you just have to let things be don't speak much let your actions let God speak on your behalf because eventually people will see who you are people will see what God has called you to do and people will see whom you belong to and you don't have to speak because the Bible says that we should be silent and let God fight the battle for us so when we want to walk in this self-growth or when we want to be those who are walking in self-growth so to speak we must be people who do not talk all the time because we do not we don't need to explain ourselves to everything and for every reason but we are sure of our calling we are sure of who we are and we are sure of who we belong to and that is enough for us and the second portion of the scripture says, people who stay calm have the real insight. So another aspect of self-growth is the ability to stay calm and remain calm in frantic situations. And there's a scripture that talks about Jesus walking on water. I mean, we all know it so popularly. And the Bible says that Peter had stayed calm. Peter was walking on the water until he saw something. And whatever he saw when he was walking on the water caused him to yell out, caused him to lose focus 
and eventually he was sinking. He was actually manifesting the miracle working power of God by walking on the water towards Christ. But because of his fear, because of his lack of focus, he lost insight. But I believe through the scripture and the revelation I received from the Holy Spirit is I believe that as he was walking on the water, he received insight of the power of Christ. He received revelation and knowledge of the power of being in fellowship with Christ. It was because he was in fellowship with Christ and because he was empowered by walking with Christ that he was able to walk over water. He was able to do the miraculous, but he lost that insight because he lost focus. So he was not calm. He was frantic. He was panicked. So if we are able to be people or able to be individuals who stay calm in the midst of frantic situations, we will have insight. We will be able to see things outside of the box. We will not look at how terrible, at how crazy, at how frantic, at how everything is falling apart. But we must be able to stay calm. This is another sign of self-growth. And it requires grace. And I'm believing that through these teachings, God will provide his grace for us to continue to grow. And so I want to leave you here in today's session of self-growth. And we're going to continue next week. And I believe that God is going to release a word. And I want to say that I know that it is not easy to grow. We all know that it is not easy to grow because it requires change. But it is possible through the grace of God. And I believe that God will give you the grace God will give you the power. God will give you the knowledge through his word to grow. And the growth is not only just about you, but there are so many people that are depending on your growth. There are so many people that are depending on you to level up, to go into the next stage in Christ so that they can be discipled as well. Because, you know, the Bible says in Matthew 28 that we should go into the world and make disciples but we can't make disciples unless we are matured and grow and have grown and so i'm praying for you today and i just pray for you now father in the name of jesus I pray for anyone who is listening to this that lord as this is the first episode of life life lessons the first series of life lessons i pray god that you will cause us to grow in every area father the things that we cannot let go of the things that held us bind held us bound not to change father i pray that father you release us and give us the power the grace to stand in growth help us to change oh god so that we can create impact and make disciples for your glory we thank you and we honor you today in jesus name we're going to end off today in word alive right there but i want to encourage you and provoke you to seek after growth because God has called you to grow. God has called you for change. So I want to encourage you to do that. And don't forget to share this word with a friend, with a coworker, with a family member. It is going to be transformational for their lives. And remember, keep going through the word of God. Keep continuing to study, to grow, to enhance yourself. And lastly, keep living through God's word daily. God bless you, and until next time, stay blessed.